This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And with me today, uh, we have a couple people with me today, but to start us off is Paul Perea. Uh, who is the co-author of uh, Josh's Friends, a wonderful book with a fantastic backstory. And um, Paul, you're going to start us off talking about uh, how this all came to be. And in a little while, we're going to meet the other author and hear a little bit about the inspiration for Josh's okay. Friends and a few awesome. other books. So, Paul, tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, I, I'm a native New Yorker, born in Brooklyn, raised on Long Island, Um just moved out to the West Coast uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, there's a change. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big change. Um, so I'm just adjusting to that, although it's not that bad of an adjustment when you have 75 degrees and no humidity uh, in the okay, that is not middle bad. of April. A little jealousy <laughs> happening here, but that's okay. Keep going. Keep going. We won't kick you off quite yet. Um, let's see. Um, I've done a lot of things in my life. Um Currently, right now, I'm I'm supporting a it's a residential senior living residential uh, gated community, and I'm the resident services director oh, for them. Cool. So I I take care of all the residents. Um, my degree in college was in writing. I've written a couple of books, um, also business, a lot of sales and marketing and so forth. So um, I met Josh Gablowski, uh through my wife Jennifer. And Jennifer also um, has been a writer and a writing coach and a ghostwriter. And um, he, um, Josh's dad, Mark, was one of her clients mm-hmm. uh, years ago. And um, they became really good friends. And, um, you know, Josh was involved in a um, serious car accident at the age of three. Yes. Uh, two semi-trucks collided with his car left for dead um so it was a very traumatic experience but you know if if i could if i could um give an award for the the best dad ever it would be mark mark Mm. never never he was always there for everything and josh has been through so much in terms of you know brain damage and all of the the therapies and all of the the things that you know that one has to go through to um to live a a, a a a life that's that's enjoyable and uh so and mark has been there every step of the way right so um i fast forward to a few years ago and jennifer and and mark i'm sorry jennifer and josh would talk regularly you know mm-hmm. and um just uplifting stuff and, and checking in he's josh is a great man if, if everyone on this planet could have the same outlook on life and the same innocence and the same desire to just be happy and the same belief in the goodness of people that Josh has had, this world would be great. So, and he's gone through so much and he still is positive and he still, um, you know, works hard and, and, and is looking to improve each day. And anyway, so, uh, Jennifer and Josh were, were talking, uh, weekly. And then Jennifer just did this doodle, you know, and it was like of a dragon or whatever. And, uh, she said, well, who do you, who, who how should, who should we name this Josh? And Josh said, Josh. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of 
was the impetus of all this stuff, really um, using this little character, uh, Josh, to um, to talk about Josh's life and um, the the things that he does and the challenges that he's the, uh, he's overcome and the outlook he has on things. So the first book was called Josh's World, mm-hmm. and um, that sort of set the groundwork. And then this last book that we did was Josh's Friends. And in the middle of this process, I sort of jumped in, and um, and now I'm talking to Josh regularly and helping him get ideas for for these books and talk about what he believes in and what he's doing. And 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 we're actually already working on the third book too uh, right now. So. Nice. And you're not going to tell us anything about that, right? Just I don't think so. We'll come back and tell you when, when that's ready to go. Unless Great. you want a little teaser. <laughs> Maybe towards the end. Let's see. All right. Okay. For now, you know, yes. thank you for your background, Paul. And I think um, so many times I just through this podcast, I get to meet people who who their stories always seem to involve, you know, a lot of sort of uh, engagement in life and engagement and, and being open to the possibilities that life brings, brings you. But also there's just a little bit of magic and, and just happenstance that always comes in con, you know, in, into these stories. And in this case, it sounds like just the fact that, uh, that your wife was, was talking to Mark who, who, um, and then kind of made this connection. The doodle. I love that part of the yeah. story. Which yeah, which yeah. I read a little bit about too on, on, uh, some some information I found on the web and in reading the books, um, some things just happen and you know they're right because they just yes. they just happen. Nobody made that happen. That's um, right. And and so um, I would agree with you when I when I read the books and when I read a little bit about Josh's story, um, it's it's initially incredibly heartbreaking and heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. The idea it's sort of every parent's absolute worst nightmare that you're driving along with your young child doing everything you think is, is safe and in the right equipment and the seats and all that. And, and you, you can't really do much when you're up against two semi trucks. Um, no. So, but if you continue reading and like you said, you start to leave yourself open for Josh's outlook, on life and uh and it's not really just an appreciation for for being alive and having survived that accident it's kind of in some ways it's like you can see that this is probably a huge part of um who he was at birth and it's just coming out in a different right. way you know because of his life experiences um but it it turns out then you feel very uplifted uplifted at least i did i felt very uplifted right. and very sort of full of love and hope and and light uh reading about uh, you know, his outlook and, and what he chose to do. So I just wanted to comment on that because I think even if as far as you get as a listener is to read a little bit about Josh and to, and to uh, check out these books online, you will have brightened your day. Um, hopefully you'll take it further and you'll buy the books and you'll read the books and you'll get them in your home or to your local schools or libraries, but either way, um, start with just checking it out. Um, so Paul, can you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about like when you read Josh's world? Yes. Um, what was your takeaway? Like what really spoke to you about that first book in the series, which is now becoming well, a three part series. <laughs> right. I think, um, I think just that, you know, I have a nephew who's on the spectrum too. So I, I, I understand a little bit about uh, people with autism. Well, people with autism, people with brain uh, uh, challenges, they're they're 
they're regular people, you know? Um, I think sometimes when, when we're going through life and we see people different than us, we think that maybe they have different desires or different, different, uh, things that they like or different. No, I mean, Josh, he likes the Green Bay Packers, you know, he likes to watch Hallmark movies. Uh, he likes people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which is a huge, I always like to underscore that even in 2023, right? You have to keep putting that message out that people on the spectrum like being around other people. They they can interact. They love to interact. It sometimes looks and feels a little bit differently, right? But it doesn't mean ignore, leave no. me alone. I want to be isolated. No, big, big important fact. No, and 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 you know we you know as, as friends and families of of uh, of those who are are dealing with these types of challenges, we have to remember and we have to spread the word to to others that these are regular people with the same goals, desires, likes, and dislikes as the rest of us, and um, we need to to be a little bit more patient and um understanding in 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 our dealings with them and and then with that comes great rewards too when you when you see um josh just you know beaming and 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 happy and when he's you know having a cup of coffee or whatever josh's world really is a great vehicle to introduce young people to that concept of of interacting with those who are have are dealing with different challenges those who are different than they are right yeah. and um it, it it's a way of connecting and and uh making us feel that we're they're all in this together you know yeah and isn't it isn't it a wonderful i love i love it when books um and and activities are focused on really young kids um yes. because i find and i'm sure this is cliche it's been said before but um but I I used to be a classroom teacher for for elementary students. And if there is a group of people who really want to see the best in each other and in themselves and um and and are open to understanding things that others may find later in life scary or 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 just um just off-putting because it's hard to understand um or different, it it's 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 a great way to make a lasting impact. So I love yeah, that right. you designed to when I was reading them, I was like, you could read these. You, this could be read by a grandparent to a grandchild. This right. could be read in the library at story time. This could be read in a classroom. Um, so I thought that that was a great move. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, um, I want to continue this conversation and then and then talk about um, the project you were specifically involved in, which is Josh's Friends. The second. Okay, time. great. All right. This is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out, and for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. 
If you or someone you know is living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement, we understand that it can be difficult to know where to find help. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease. Help you find expert care and local support. Give you tips for living a better life. And share the latest research. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org. Or call 1-800-473-4636. That's 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better Better lives together. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with Paul Perea, who is the co-author of a book with uh, Josh Gablowski uh, called Josh's Friends. We were just learning a little bit about Paul and how he came to meet Josh and his dad, Mark, and um, and got involved in in uh, writing with Josh. Um, I want to do two things real quick. Uh, one is about the show itself. I've been saying it's called One in 44, which is technically still the name of this show. Although if you haven't heard, the CDC did come out with new statistics. And so as we have been doing for many years on this podcast, um, stay tuned because shortly we will be announcing the new name of the show that will also reflect the new statistics for diagnoses in the United States uh, among children on the autism spectrum. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, and Paul, if you don't mind, I wanted to also just go back to the the um, first part of the show where we stopped before the break. We were talking kind of about just the uh, the opportunity that I think those of us who are really involved with education and awareness um, and acceptance uh, of all sorts of people, no matter, you know, age, neuro, you know, neurotype, whatever it might be on the spectrum or not on the spectrum, anything um, with young children. It brought me back again, like I said, to my teaching days and uh, many, many, many years ago, well before I worked at Anderson Center, I had a student in one of my classrooms who had uh, Tourette syndrome. And uh, one of one of those unbelievable moments as a teacher that I will never forget was the day that he uh, decided that he wanted his classmates to understand why he had tics. And um, he he didn't really make vocalizations, but he had physical tics. And he was with a group of students that were with him from when he was a pre-K kid all the way up through probably eighth grade. I had him in third and fourth grade. And one day he um, he asked to have kind of an assembly in the classroom just for his class where he and his doctor, who he invited to come in, sat and his mom and they talked to the classroom about what Tourette's is and, you know, why he has it and what his tics mean and why sometimes they got more intense and why sometimes they didn't. And I will never forget that moment because I just sat there and I watched these little kids faces who all knew him and, and right. were friends with him and loved him. But um the openness with which they accepted and, and appreciated what he was sharing and the questions they asked and just the, the dynamic that happened when, um, when people, for whatever reason, are willing to share their stories and their experiences, uh, especially with younger kids. Um, like I said, I mean, that has to be now over 20 years ago. And I will never forget that hour in my classroom when that was happening because um, it changed everybody's, everybody, 
was affected by that. The kids were affected by it. The young boy who who told the story was affected by it. His mother, I think, was stunned that he was able to do it. Uh, I don't think his doctor had ever done that with any other one of his patients. Sure. So I just, you know, I just tell that story because I think it's um, you're representing today on the show um, an opportunity that probably others listening might also have. And I like to encourage people to consider whether it's through writing a book or doing a podcast or just telling your story or, um, or talking to your friends and family. It's good to put it out there. Yeah. That's my little, my little soapbox. Right, good. Um, let's get back I to Paul. Um, okay. So Josh's world was the first book in the series. Right. Josh wrote that him by himself. Josh and Jennifer. Okay. Yes. And um, so, and- so it, the, the process is um, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. So with Josh's world, Jennifer and Josh, the, the books are, are, are an outcome of conversations. So okay. Jennifer and Josh, had a series over weeks, right? And and um, for Josh's world, and then I did the same thing with Josh's friends, mm-hmm. and just talking about ideas. Um, and in Josh's world, it was you know more of a descriptive about the things that he likes to do and the things that he does. And in Josh's friends, we really were talking about and examining the idea of friendship. And um, Josh had a, a couple of really good friends uh, that were with him. Uh, all through school that were amazing. Uh, we made sure they were in the, in the book and, uh, you know, just different ideas. One of the things that really, you know, Josh and Mark were at a store around Christmas time and some stranger just came up and, and gave Josh's dad, Mark, a whole bunch of money and said, buy him some, some nice gifts for Christmas. And that really stuck with Josh and, we talked about the idea of strangers can be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, uh, it's a series of conversations, ideas that go back and forth. And then I'm kind of just like the scribe Great. to write it down. So that's the process. Yeah. Um, Josh is is not able to be here with us for this interview right now, although maybe in the future we can have him on uh, and maybe Mark as well. But but you having interacted with Josh so much and, and knowing his process, um, which one of you knows when the story is is finished? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, in writing, they say that nothing is ever really finished. You just decide to stop, right? Okay. <laughs> so um, I think we, it was sort of a mutual thing because he's ready to – we're already talking about the next one. And okay. he's. I'm like, how many of these do you want to do? He goes, until I, f- I don't feel like doing it anymore. So I love it. Um, we'll <laughs> – We'll we'll keep having our conversations, uh, and we'll see how many books come out of it. But um, yeah, we I, I think we sort of mutually had exhausted the topic of friends, and now we've moved on to something else. Okay, um, and and so we may or may not get a little teaser there before we end. But um, so the world, the friends, um, what has the general reaction and response in the community been to the two books yeah, we I were mean, we were when we were released we were the number one amazon new release in a bunch of different categories um children's books talking you know hard discussions and diversity and great um it's it's very i mean the, i think look it's we're not this is not shakespeare right but this is um these are, are good messages of honest, uh, um, honest, uh, depicting an honest person 
with with challenges trying to uh live his life and and uh, interact with friends and um it's a like i said it's a great tool i think the most overwhelming responses we've got are people who say it's a great tool to introduce their children to people with disabilities well that's great and i think um yeah. you know compared to the not so distant past when anything like that was so difficult to find. Right. Um, I think that there's a growing number of things, but there's certainly not enough. And since every person is a unique individual person with right. likes and dislikes, um, the more tools that we have and the more accessible ways to get them and to right. find them, the better. So um, really, I want to thank you. We're going to wrap up in a minute, but I want to thank you um, for taking the time today, Paul, to talk about Josh uh, Josh, Josh's world, Josh's friends, and then do give us a little bit. Can you give us anything? Well, so my so Josh, Josh's dad uh, runs a karate school. Okay. And uh, Josh is the chief culture officer of the karate school. Oh my goodness. I love that. Okay. And, I, and I'll leave it at that. All right. So, uh, and where can you get the books? Are there a number of places where we can go to find um, the books and to get the story? Right now, it's just on Amazon. Okay. So you can go to Amazon and you can uh, order Josh's World and Josh's Friends and probably sign up to get notifications when the yes. third book might be coming and, out. And the, the, the number one thing, too, is you, you can go, um, the, the link on Amazon is to Josh's website, and and I'm really a bad promoter for not having that website. Handy. I have it right here. I was just about to share it. Okay, actually, because I think the best thing that that people can do is is have dialogue and and reach out to Josh and ask him questions. And whether you're whether you're on the spectrum, whether you're a family member, whether you're dealing with any uh, challenges or or not, um, that dialogue too, I think, can be the most helpful and healing for everyone. Absolutely. And I'm going to, I'm going to shout them out right now, just so people know where to go and we'll put them yeah. in the link when we, uh, when we post the, the link to the show as well, the, the podcast. Okay. So Joshua's website is Joshua Gablowski. Uh, so it's J O S H U A G O B L O W S K Y.com. Um, and Mark Gablowski.com, uh, which is M A R K G O B L O W S K Y.com. Uh, you can also check out his web- website, which where you can learn a little bit more about Mark again, who is Josh's dad and has really been an advocate and a supporter all along Josh's journey, which also obviously as a parent was was his journey as well. Um, and, and I'm sure he went through quite a lot uh, during that during this whole time. Um, so, Paul Perea, thank you so much for your time coming on the show today. Liza, Go to Amazon and, and check out uh, Josh's world and Josh's friends. And I can't wait to read number three. All right. You got it. All right. Thank you so much. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.